Super Talk Mississippi media production. All good. All right, let's get into the East. Let's talk about South Carolina with my handsome young son, Ben Portnoy, covering the Gamecocks now for the state over there in Columbia. First off, how are you? I'm good, man. I'm, I'm happy to be back. Happy to talking to talking with you, uh, catching up with you, Pop. <laughs> your mother is your mother Jennifer Aniston. She's doing well. She wanted me to tell you hello. We enjoyed having you in the green room uh, over the College World Series as well. That was a lot of fun. Uh, getting to talk to you again and provide you providing some great insight for, for the Bulldog fans who, who joined us. But now we're going to talk about South Carolina. I am on the record. I think this is the worst team in the conference, maybe even worse than Vanderbilt uh, this year. I don't have a lot of faith in Shane Beamer. In a minute or less, sell me on the why I'm wrong. I think there's enough pieces here that they can win a couple of games. Maybe they shouldn't. I think that also the schedule lines up all right. I mean, you've got kind of three cupcakes on the schedule, and uh, Eastern Illinois, uh, East Carolina, and uh, Troy that are, are games you should win. You've also got Vanderbilt on the schedule, and with it being a new team and a new coach there in Nashville, I think that you probably can get to four wins. Um, you still play an Auburn team that's in a first year. I mean, I think on paper they're more talented than South Carolina, certainly, but you play an Auburn team that has, you know, is under a first-year head coach. I'm not sold on Missouri yet either, and, you know, you never really know with Kentucky. Um, you know, so there are games out there that, that you can win, and I think that South Carolina has guys in the backfield. Kevin Harris, Quandre White, Marshawn Lloyd are all running backs that, frankly, could be starting at just about any school in America, and all three of them happen to be in the same backfield. Uh, and when you look at that, I think there are enough pieces there. The defense is going to be a problem. The secondary has a lot to prove. I don't know that there's necessarily a playmaker at receiver outside of maybe, uh, you know, one or two guys. I think that, you know, there's a lot, a lot, a lot of missing pieces, and they're going to need to, you know, South Carolina is going to have to figure things out pretty quickly. But um, they've got a little bit of a, a time to figure that out. And I think that, you know, realistically, I think as long as Shane Beamer as a coach can avoid, you know, a 2-10 and ten season, get to, you know, three, four, five wins and, and let things roll from there, then, you know, you, you kind of, you, you hope, you think that you're in pretty good shape if that's the case. Yeah, Beamer's never been a, an offensive coordinator, never called plays. What is his offense going to look like? Yeah, so Marcus Satterfeld is going to be the offensive coordinator here, who is the offensive coordinator here, I should say. Uh, comes from the Matt Rule sort of school of football. Uh, you know, he's worked with Rule for a long time, worked with him at Temple, worked with him at Baylor. Uh, he also was the assist- an assistant offensive line coach at, uh, with the Carolina Panthers last year, worked with Joe Brady. So I think you're going to see a lot of those concepts, you know, spread, some multiple stuff. I think that, you know, you're probably not going to throw the ball quite as much as, say, like, you know, 2019 LSU did, you know, where Joe Burrow's swinging the ball all over the place. He's got a first-year sh- starter in Luke Doty who is a guy who's capable enough of throwing the football, but I think we haven't seen a ton of it, and is better suited as maybe a dual-threat guy. And with what you have in the backfield, too, uh, I think you're going to rely on the ground game more. Um, but I think that this offense will probably be pretty multiple. You'll see a lot of looks. You'll see a lot of guys in space. Um, I think you'll see a lot of intermediate routes. I don't think you probably try to put too much on Luke Doty in, in year one. You know, you try to give him, you know, make him make simple throws. You'll push the ball downfield as much just to keep the defense honest, I guess. Um, but other than that, I think that, you know, it's a, it's a team that I, I think that you've got so much in the backfield in, in those three guys I mentioned and Saquon uh, White and Kevin Maris and uh, Marshawn Lloyd that I, I think you have to lean into that. I look at this team and, you know, offensively especially, a lot of experience coming back. You know, outside of Doty, who you mentioned, I mean, I see a lot of juniors, a lot of seniors, especially on the offensive line. You've got three senior starters and two junior starters there. 
Is that the, the thing that South Carolina has going for it the most is the amount of experience they return? Yeah, I, I think that's true, and it's a good observation. I mean, you've got a lot of guys on the offense. I think if I'm not mistaken, they bring back three of five starters on the offensive line, and the guys who are filling in beyond that are, are all guys that have been really, really good um, or have excuse me, played a lot of snaps. Um, so, you know, it's a team that I think brings back a ton. Um, you know, the question is, right, like if you're bringing back guys who still can't play, then how much does it really help, right? Um, you know, I think there are guys at receiver who are interesting pieces. I mean, on Joyner is a guy who was a four-star recruit out of Charleston and came in as a quarterback and was a you know big-time quarterback recruit but converted to receiver eventually and just hasn't quite put it all together, but is a really gifted athlete. Um, EJ Jenkins is a guy who's a transfer but has should have, if I'm not mistaken, two years of eligibility. Uh, has run at wide receiver and tight end and measures in at 6'7", 250-plus, and they're just simply aren't a hell of a lot of people who can match up with that kind of size. Um, and, and I think, you know, when you look at it, like there are pieces like that that come in and, and can kind of make things happen. Um, like I said, the running back room is, is what it's going to be. Um, you know, so when you have that experience, it helps the first-year quarterback outside of Doty. But, you know, the question becomes, like, if, if this is what you had last year, why didn't it look better last year? Obviously, it's a new system. Maybe think people get put in better situations and, you know, I, I, I definitely, I think every coaching staff is different, right? But I don't know how you feel about this, but, like, I fall in the category of if you have guys who do something well, you should adjust your system to fit the guys you have. Oh, and, it, and it seems like South Carolina is doing that, and I think that, like, you know, I don't think Marcus Satterfeld is going to sit there and say we need to throw the ball 60 times a game. Like, it's just not going to happen when you have what you have at running back. I mean, they, I'd go as far to say this might be the most talented running back room in the conference. And, you know, when you have that kind of depth, like, you don't need to throw the ball that much. So I think that, you know, the combination of the experience with what South Carolina is trying to match with its offense, I think they can be all right on offense. I think the defense is the biggest question mark, though. Yeah, I just got off the phone with Michael Casagrande from AL.com. He might disagree with you on that running back comment. I just want to let you know that that, that could happen. That disagreement could happen. Uh, <laughs> we'll have to duke it out. Yeah, well, media days won't be here for long. We'll put you in a cage. Um Defensively, it's sort of the same question I had about Beamer because he's never been a defensive coordinator either. Uh, what is his defense going to look like? Who, who, who's running the show there? Yeah, it's going to be Clayton White, who, and you'll be familiar with this, and a lot of Mississippi State people listening to this will be familiar with this, but he's a guy who uh, is going to run a four-two-five a little bit, kind of what Zach Arnett runs, mm-hmm. um, and have some sort of guys moving all over the place. Um I think it's a really fascinating piece. Uh, Clayton's a guy who's been in college football for a long time. Uh, coincidentally, for the for the Mississippi State folks out there, he was actually on the same staff as Joe Moorhead at UConn back in the day. Um, but he's a guy who's, who's really highly thought of. Uh, I think it was kind of a matter of time until a Power 5 program came and uh, scooped him up from Western Kentucky, where he was at before. Um, he's a guy who's really like X's and O's, you know, football head type guy. Uh, a, a little bit like Zach Arnett, not too different, frankly. Um and I think that he's going to do a lot of really interesting things in the blitz packages and things like that. Um, and the thing with the four-two-five, and, and you know, we saw it last year up close, right? Is that it's just a very different style of defense, and it's not, you know, the base concepts are very different, the rules are very different when you're, you know, on offense against it. It's just very unique. It's not, you know, uh, to borrow from something I read, you know, recently, it's, it's not quite, you know, what you would see like in the difference of a triple option, right? But it's something comparable, right? It's just something you don't see a lot of, and it's something that, you know, you're going to have to adjust to. Um, and I think that when you do that, it, it keeps teams on their toes. I mean, that said, 
you lose a lot in the secondary. I mean, Israel Mukwamu is a guy who is going to, you know, who got drafted or is going to be in the NFL. J.C. Horn's a top ten pick. I mean, those are guys that you don't just replace those guys on day one. Um, you know, there's been some guys that they've brought in that I think can make a difference. Uh, you know, Carlin Platel is a guy who's coming from the D2 level that I think, if I'm not mistaken, decided between South Carolina and Mississippi State. Um, and he's a guy that I'm really high on and I think can be really good, you know, talking to some of his coaches and, and former teammates and stuff. I mean, he's a guy that probably should have been, uh, you know, see that, you know, he's a guy that probably could have been, uh, you know, at the D1 level earlier than he is now. Um, Cam Smith is a guy who's probably the best corner on this team coming back. Um, you know, he, he showed some really nice flashes. I think I'm pretty high on him. He's a former four-star recruit. Or a top 250 recruit, like he's a guy that has some talent. He got beat in coverage a few too many times, but he's got some really impressive ball skills. Looked really, really good in Spurs last year. Um, and then you bring in Karan Pronti, who's a Kansas transfer, and you know that's a guy who, and as you can attest, Brian, like you know this is a guy at a program like Kansas who didn't allow a single touchdown against him as a freshman. That's a crazy. And if stat. you're doing that, yeah. and if you're doing that in the secondary at Kansas with the offenses that you're seeing in the Big 12, I mean. You're sure as hell doing something right. And so the lack he's a guy of that I, around you too. So right, exactly. I mean, he's the guy. He's the kind of guy that on day one I think steps in and is probably their best defensive back, bar none. Um, and when you and you know they landed him over Tennessee, so it's an added bonus. You know him not going to another SEC school. So um, you know he's a guy that on day one looks like the type to step in and be you know a really really impressive playmaker. So. There's some pieces there. It's just kind of a mix. It's a little bit, you know, you don't necessarily know what you're going to get. Um, you know, there's some really good talent on the defensive line. I mean, South Carolina always kind of seems to have this, but, you know, J.J. Anagbare is a guy who's played a ton of snaps and is realistically a, you know, pretty top-end first-round, you know, not maybe not first-round, but second-round kind of guy, third-round kind of guy. Um, you know, Zach Pickens is a top former top, uh, I think he was top-20 recruit. You know, he's a five-star guy, um, you know, a South Carolina kid. Uh, it is kind of, you know, in that same mold of, you know, guys that we've seen in the defensive line at South Carolina before, right? Javon Kinlaw, you know, Javion Clowney, not to compare the kid to those guys exactly, but, right. you know, is, is, you know, one of those guys with that kind of history, you know, and recruiting hype and that kind of thing. So there's some pieces there. It's just, you know, there's enough holes that it makes you want to stop and wonder, okay, how actually good can this thing be when you're, you know, trying to fill holes with transfers and, and a little bit of duct tape as much as anything. Uh, so looking ahead to uh, the season, you mentioned in the non-conference games, obviously they have to take on uh, Clemson every year. So for you, how do you see this season playing out for Carolina? I, I think that if you can get through your three non-conference games, the East Carolina game is a little weird just because you're playing it at East Carolina and it's the yeah. second week of the season and just weird things happen. Um you know, I, I mean, look, South Carolina should win that game, and maybe they go in there and run for 400 yards, and I, you know, bite my words, and it doesn't matter. But you know, I think realistically, you win those three games and you beat Vanderbilt, and if you go four and eight, that's probably a pretty good year given what you know Shane Beamer and his staff inherited. Um, I, I think that this is a team that is going to need a year, two years, three years to fill some holes. I don't. If, if I'm not, last time I checked, they're not at the full scholarship. Um, Bill, I think they were at 82 or 83 of 85 scholarships, so you know, they've got a few extras to play with and that kind of thing, um, but I, I think it's a team that needs a year or two to kind of flip the roster and, you know, a change of philosophy and that kind of thing, but 
basically, if you just avoid disaster and don't go like one and eleven or two and ten, mm-hmm. you're probably doing something pretty all right. We'll see. We'll see what the Gamecocks can do this year uh, in first year of the Shane Beamer era. Ben Portnoy for the for the state in Columbia. Thanks for thanks for joining me, son. <laughs> I appreciate it. Always happy to uh, hop on and catch up with you, man. All right. See you immediately, days. Yeah. A Super Talk Mississippi yeah. Media Production.